0: Today I'm preaching, uh, we're starting a brand new series, a brand new series on generosity. And I'm preaching a message that people, that churches actually, a lot of churches don't like to talk about. They don't really like to talk about it. It's taboo. But today, my message very simply it's titled How many of you love the sound of money? How many? Yeah, you, you really like the song. I know, I know a lot of you don't like the sound of coins. But you do like the sound of gold coins. So if you can't see what's in that bag, it's gold coins, okay? It's not loose change. But the more we have, the more we want. The more we don't have, the more we want. It's a never ending cycle. We constantly want more. And then when we come to church, oh God, the pastor's speaking about this topic again. You know when you feel uncomfortable? You know when you feel uncomfortable? when you don't understand the concept of giving, that's when you become uncomfortable. When you don't understand that the God of more than enough has blessed you, and you are more than able to have more than enough through him, and because of the fact that you have more than enough, you are able to give and trust your God of more than enough to even get back more, and when you go through that cycle of what the word of God says, and you feel Uncomfortable about talking about this topic of money, that's when you know there's something wrong. I'm not speaking about something that is made up by man. I'm speaking about something that's there in the word of God that exists in the Bible. It's not something that God wants. Listen, Listen, let me get this straight. It's not something that God wants from you. God doesn't want anything from you. But it's something that God wants for you to understand the concept of stewardship, and to understand the concept of giving. You know, and as far as talking about money, I realize that there are people, there are people and there are churches, people in churches who believe that money should never be mentioned in the church and that the church talks too much about it. But today, as your pastor, I want to apologize. I want to apologize for not talking about it I want to apologize for not talking about it too much. Why do you think we have problems where people are struggling with their finances? It's not because God wants you to struggle. God doesn't want any of us to struggle. God wants us to be blessed and function out of the blessing. The problem why a lot of us struggle is because we have not understood the concept of stewardship and giving. Oh, wow. (laughs) Beautiful. You know those lights when you speak and the, the lights go according to your voice and what it says? I don't know if this is one of those moments, but ignore it. You know, people are struggling because they haven't understood fully the concept of giving and stewardship and that God wants you to not be a borrower but God wants you to live out of the abundance that is that out of, out of his abundance not out of your riches out of his riches and so yes i apologize for not talking about too much i apologize but did you know that the bible has about 500 verses on prayer but over 2350 verses on how to handle your money Did God make a mistake? No. 500 verses on prayer, and over 2,350 verses on how to handle your money. There There are 126 different biblical principles on finances and managing money in the New Testament alone. Did you know that Jesus talked more about money than he did about heaven and hell? Ouch. I don't know that. Fun fact. Jesus talked more about money than he did about heaven and hell. You know, the Bible has so much to say about money. The Bible has so much to say about money matters. You know why? Because money matters. Because money matters. Money, matter, money matters to you because you need it. Money matters to God because he owns it. Money matters to Satan because he wants it. And that is why God has a plan for you and money. He has a plan on how you are to accumulate money, how you, are to, how you should assimilate money, and how you should allocate money. He has a plan on how you are to accumulate, how you are to assimilate, and how you are to allocate. You know, I really believe, frankly, I, I really believe that there is no one who has a relationship with God and and is in tune with God and with what's on God's heart who can say, I don't really know how to handle my finances. You know why? Because wisdom comes from God and when you have that strong relationship with God, God doesn't just look after one area of your life. He looks after everything. And he gives you wisdom for everything. So I don't believe that if you have a strong relationship with God, you can say, I don't really know how to handle my finances. That's a lie of the enemy. God is more than able to give you wisdom beyond your age, beyond your years, in order for you to become from nothing to something extraordinary. We have stories of people who, who... were nothing absolutely nothing but when we hear their stories of how god transformed their lives and what god did we're like wow wow i mean i don't I, I don't like to talk about family i mean my own family you know but i think there's some places where there's some places where it's really necessary and it's important You know, my my wife is really gonna give me brownie points after this when I I say this, because I'm talking about her father, you know? My father-in-law, just nine standard pass, nine standard. Dropped out of school to educate his sisters and his brothers, so he started pushing handcuffs on the road of Bombay. He used to push handcuffs on the streets of Bombay. No engineering degree. But today has got a very big pharmaceutical company. Factories that make machines that sterilize and fill injection injection ampules that are sold to pharmaceutical companies. No engineering degree, just trusted God and said, if God could do it through a German company in India, God can do it through an Indian. Till today, we don't even know. It's all over here. We tell Dad, retire, retire, retire. But he cannot. He's, he's, he's going to be 76 next month. He cannot, because everything is over here in his brain. So he cannot retire. But that's just one person out of the, out of the billion people I'm talking about. There are a number of people around the world who knew nothing. They only had a relationship with God and knew that God was more than able, and God gave them wisdom. We have, a, we have Sam over here in church. I'm talking about my father We have Sam over here in church who took on him something, who took on something where people said, it's not going to happen, it's not going to function. Why? Because when God gives you wisdom, he doesn't only give you A, B, C, D, he gives you from A to Z and beyond that. He gives you everything and equips you for everything. God has a plan for you and your money. The title of my message today is very simple, The Power of the Tithe. I'm going to share with you the single most powerful financial principle that I've ever found in the Bible. It is directly from the mind and heart of God himself. I don't make, listen, listen, I don't make a lot of money-back guarantees, okay? Okay? I don't make a lot of money back guarantees, but I am going to make one to you today. I'm gonna make one to you today. If you will follow this one biblical principle, you will not only become an instant better manager of your money than you are right now, but God will instantly become a partner with you in your financial future, and you can get an eternal rate of return on your money that you can't find on any stock market, Bitcoin, crypto, Wall Street, or anywhere else. I call it the power of 10. The power of 10 is found in one simple word. It's called the tithe. It's called the tithe. And the tithe simply means 10th. We're gonna see in a passage of scripture today where God doesn't mince words, stammer or stutter, or hesitate, that if you will commit to giving God the first 10% of everything you earn and everything that he gives you, he will unleash the power of 10 or unleash the power of the tithe in your life that will enable you to do more with your money than you ever dreamed possible. What is the power of the tithe? It is the power to be in God's will. It is the power to be in God's will. With the passage we're about to read in the last book of the Old Testament, it was written by probably the most unpopular preacher in the history of Israel. The book of Malachi is unusual in that the prophet Malachi uses the Socratic method of making his point. Now Socrates used to teach by asking questions. Every time he asked a question, every time Malachi asked a question of the nation of Israel, it was always one that called them to condemn themselves. Of all the questions he asked, this is perhaps the most amazing question he ever asked in the Bible. Malachi 3 verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? in tithes and offerings. We all know it's one thing to charge someone with a crime, but it is another to prove it. We all know it's one thing to charge someone with a crime, but it's another to prove it. Like most people accused of a crime, the initial response was to plead innocent. They said, in what way have we robbed you, God? In what way? They were saying, do you have any witnesses? Do you have a gun that you found? What is your evidence that we robbed you? The reply sent the entire nation into a stunned silence when God gives out his one piece of evidence in tithes and offering. Now let me tell you why this had happened. Because, let me tell you why this had happened. They had forgotten two things. The Israelites forgot two things. They'd forgotten something about God, and they had forgotten something about money. What they had forgotten about God was that God was keeping the books. God was checking the ledger. God was watching every time they wrote out a check or they gave their money. God was watching everyone to see who was giving to his work and who wasn't. The ushers didn't see it, the pastor didn't know it. The finance ministry team couldn't prove it. But every time the people came together to worship God, people were robbing him. Now they weren't doing it with a gun. They weren't taking something when nobody was looking because you can steal in one or two ways. You can steal by taking something that does not belong to you or you can steal by keeping something that belongs to somebody else. Ouch. You can steal by keeping something that belongs to somebody else. So that's what they forgot about God, but they also forgot something about money. They forgot that their money was not their money, but it belonged to God. The tithe was meant to be a reminder to the people who gave it that God owns it all. Say with me. God owns it all. Thank you. I'll focus on this side. <laughs> Everyone, said, God owns it all. They forgot. They didn't realize that God owns it all. He owns the fields, the crops, the livestock, the silver, the gold, the real estate. Everything belonged to him. He owns a checking account. And God's tithe and what it represents is so important that when you don't give it, you are robbing God. When you don't give it, you are robbing God. That is why the tithe is more than just a tithe. It is more than just a tenth. When a person gives 10% of their income to God, what they're really doing is acknowledging that God owns the, when a person gives, what what they're doing is they're acknowledging that God owns the 90% as well. God owns the 90% as well. 10% is simply an acknowledgement and a confession that God owns it all. The tithe is just more than that. The first part of our mission statement is that we are to love God. Love well, serve well. Love God and love people. One way, one of the ways you love God is with your treasure. One of the ways you love God is with your treasure. It is with your tithes and with your offerings. Just as God loved us and showed it to us by giving his son, one of the ways we show God that we love him is by giving him his tithe. You know, have you, ever, have you ever seen that bumper sticker, honk if you love Jesus? <laughs> yeah? I came across another one a long time ago, which I thought was a lot better. Tithe if you love Jesus, anybody can blow their horn. <laughs> tithe if you love Jesus, anybody can blow their horn. That is the power of the tithe, that is the power of 10. It gives me the power to be in God's will And God's will is for each and every one in this community to be a giver and not a robber. Somebody say an amen. amen. God's will for each and every person in this community is to be a giver and not a robber. Sorry, I didn't get my bag today. I forgot. The second thing, it is the power to bless God's work. You know, in verse 10, Malachi gives the remedy for robbery. And I want to break it down very quickly, part by part. It says, bring the whole tithe. Say, the whole tithe. The whole tithe. You know, each word over here is important. First of all, you ought to bring it with you, because part of your worship to God is the financial offering that you bring to him when you come to his house. You are not to bring a tip, okay? You know, sometimes, you know, in a, we go to a restaurant and a person, did, you know, they just serve us extravagantly and we just put a few coins. Thank you. You did a good job. No. And, and, and many a times, that mentality and that attitude we have in the restaurant, we bring it to church. Where's the 25 fills? Where's the 50 fills? Oh no, today I have one Actually, I can give a lot more. Next week I can go and break it down into two coins, that'll be 50 fills plus 50 fills, or I can get four, four coins, right? So I'll bring the one back next week. We treat church like that. Let me throw a tip in the bag. Listen, there's nothing wrong with putting 25 fills or 50 fills, okay? There's nothing wrong. But when you have seen a great blessing and when you see in what God has done in your life and out of that you value what God has done with 25 fills that's wrong for somebody else 25 fills would be the best offering that they can give and there's nothing wrong with that that's absolutely fine that's absolutely fine but God wants when you give, God wants you to give, not only cheerfully, but he wants you to give out of a place of gratitude. Not, 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 not from a place of, ah, it's okay, God has everything. He's got the whole world in his hands. Why he needs my money? No, no, no. Trust God enough to be able to give God enough. That's a good word right there. I didn't even I didn't even plan it. <laughs> Trust God enough to be able to give God enough. You know some people treat the offering the same way like I said they treat the bill at a restaurant they just simply leave a tip. I read about a $1 bill that met I read about a $1 bill that met up with a $20 bill. The $1 bill said, "Hey, where have you been?" I haven't seen you around very much. The $20 bill said, I've been on the road, I've been everywhere, I've been, hanging out with the, I've been hanging out at the casinos, going on cruises, at the golf course, baseball games, out to the mall, and I've been having a blast. And then the $20 note said, how about you? The dollar, the dollar bill said, same old stuff, same old stuff, you know, church, church, church. You know, we don't have to bring a tip to God. We have to bring the tithe to God. That is the first 10% of what we earn. That includes every source of your income, whether it's a paycheck, the sale of something, whatever it is, whatever is the source of income, the first 10% belongs to God. And then we're told, we're told not only what to bring, but we're told where to bring it. The Bible says, on the first day of the week, let, sorry, let each, sorry, what happened here? It's okay, it's cut off, no problem. Darling, it's not your fault. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there may be, that there may be no collections when I come. The word, sto- the, you know, these, this word storing up, that, that is a play on words based on the concept of the storehouse in the Old Testament. Paul was simply saying to the New Testament church what they did in the Old Testament when they brought their tithes to the temple, you are to do today by bringing your tithes to the church. That's why prophet Malachi is specific when he says, bring your tithe to the storehouse. Bring your whole tithe to the storehouse. There are some people who think they can give the tithe anywhere they want to give it. God has commanded us not only what to give, he has commanded on where to give it. Now listen, there's nothing wrong with supporting other people or other ministries or things like that. You know, I know that there are, there are a number of people who do that, you know, out of, out, of be, out of wanting to be a blessing, giving to people, giving to charities, giving to organizations, that's absolutely fine. That's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with supporting other organizations. And there's nother, nothing wrong with supporting charities or, and other people who do things for God but your tithe belongs to the church. Your tithe belongs to the church. If you are not tithing to the church, you are really not tithing. God was so specific that the tithe, God was so specific that the tithe he brought to the place of worship, to his house. He was so specific that he said in Deuteronomy Deuteronomy 12, 11, you must bring everything I commanded you your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your sacred, your sacred offerings, and your offerings to fulfill a vow to the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored. That obviously today is the church. And just as a footnote, if you remember in verse 8, he talks about robbing God in tithes and offerings. The tithe is not a ceiling you stop at but a floor you stand on. The tithe is not the maximum, it is the minimum. Financially, tithing is the first grade of giving. He goes on to say, so that there may be food in my house. That simply means that the tithe is God's way of financing the work of his church. It's it's the power of the blessing. It's the power of the blessing. It's the power to bless God's work. When we give, when we give, we are actually giving into the work of the kingdom. When we give, we may not really, we may not really go physically to allow our finances to go north, south, east, west, but there are channels that enable what you give to go north, south, east, west. When you give, you give towards the kingdom of God. And please, mind you, I'm not I'm not saying this and, and, and sharing this message to make anyone uncomfortable. That's not what I'm doing. You know, many a times we only like to we only like to open the Bible and take out the good things. You know, we like to see all the good words in the Bible. You're praying for a life partner, everyone is telling you, everyone is telling you, listen, this is not from God. God has the best for you and nothing less than the best for you. And everyone around you is giving you, is giving you advice, this is not for you, this is not for you, God has better. And then you're like, no, I'm gonna, you're you're adamant and you're stubborn and you go and you know, you do like the, you know, like the slot machine, cha-ching. You know, hoping you're gonna get that jackpot and you sit over there, God, speak to me now. Speak to me now. And then you open up the Bible, and it goes to the book of Mark. And then you you open up your eyes. God, make my eyes fall in the right place. And then you read, what God has put together, let no man separate. And you take it as a word of God. And you come back, and all those people that love you and care for you, who know that it's the right thing for you not to go ahead. Like, no, God spoke to me from the word. God told me very clearly, what God has put together, let no man separate. Shakara babasika, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You know, very often, a lot of times, listen, 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 I'm not telling you something that I haven't done, okay? I'm like, God speak to me today. This is not good. God speak to me today. No, this is also not good. God speak to me today. I've done that a number of times. We need to take the Bible as it is from Genesis to Revelation. And the tithe is mentioned in it as well. It's not a feel-good book. But when you spend time with God and you read it, you definitely feel good about yourself. Okay, because as much as you take, as much as you take, as much as you allow yourself to be filled by the things of God, let, let me say it this way. I've said, it, I've said this time and again, as much as you empty off yourself, that much room you give for God to fill you up. And as much as you, as much as you fill yourself up with the things of God, with the word of God, wherever you go, you will give that out. And as you give it out, you will feel good because you know that your God is good. And if you are taking in the word of God and you are giving out the word of God, it has to be good. Thank you for the five claps. The last point, it's the power to be in God's will. It's the power to bless the work of God. And the last point, it's the power to bless God's word. It's it's the power to believe God's word. It's the power to believe God's word. You know, many years ago, I don't really know if you remember, but Pepsi created an ad campaign that they called the Pepsi Challenge. They ask consumers to compare their brand of fizz with that of their chief rival. We all know who that is, okay? I'm not gonna mention it. They said, we believe that our fizz tastes better than theirs and we are willing for you to try it and prove it. God does something in relation to the power of the tithe that he never does anywhere else in the Bible. He asks us to test it. He gives us the tithing challenge, he says, Test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. Listen, let me tell you, God beats us to the punch. He says, I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is. He says, when we open up our wallet and give him his tight, he will open up his window and give us his blessing. I want to cut to the chase. God just made a deal that you cannot refuse if you believe God. If you take that verse at face value, there can only be one reason. There can only be one reason why a follower of Christ doesn't tithe. Only one. Because he doesn't believe God. He doesn't take God at his word. Now, now, We're getting to where the rubber hits the road, really hits the road. Tithing has nothing to do with your finances. Tithing has nothing to do with your finances. It has everything to do with your faith. It has everything to do with your faith. If you don't hear anything else I've said or believe anything else I've said, I hope and pray that you will believe this. Tithing is not God's way of getting something from you. It's God's way of giving something to you. Here's the way it works. When you put God first in the area of your finances, God gets involved in your finances. God blesses it, and God makes sure that you don't outgive him. Deuteronomy 14.23, it says, the purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God first in your lives. You know what, do you know what tithing does? It not only puts your money where it belongs. Tithing not only puts your money where it belongs, but it puts God where He belongs. It puts God where He belongs. Tithing is not a matter of what you think about giving. Tithing is a matter of what you think about God. It's not a matter of what you think of giving, it's a matter of what you think of God. My question to you today is, do you trust the person of God that he will keep his word? Do you trust the power of God to meet every financial need that you have? Do you trust the promise of God to honor you if you will honor him? If the answer to those questions is yes, you won't have to tithe. You will want to tithe you will want to tithe. You not only will want to tithe, but you will also want to start giving an offering above. You know, on the the basis of everything that I've said today, are you willing to give, I want to ask you this question, are you willing to give God what is right or what is left? Does your money come before God, or does God come before your money? You know, I really believe that the Bible is true when it says we will lack no good thing. I really believe in the power of breakthrough. I really believe that the God we serve is not only a prayer youring God, He's a prayer-answering God. He's a miracle-working God. And so today, I really believe that there's an anointing, there's an anointing here to break anything and everything that's holding you down, that's having you to be in that place where you're stuck in your finances, I really believe there's an an anointing to break that and for you to prosper, to fully prosper and enjoy financial freedom. If you are saying, I've had a struggle for so long, I've been praying for that job, I've been praying for that promotion, I've been praying for that business deal. I just want you to come up over here on the front. Listen, this is not to condemn anybody. This is not to, to, listen, this is family. This is family. But if you want prayer this afternoon for a breakthrough in your finances, for you to experience financial freedom, for you to know what it is to become and be that good steward that 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 God's talking about in the word of God, just come up over here and stand over here. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to, take, we're going to take a few more minutes more. I've got announcements at the end as well, but I feel this is really important. I feel this is really important. If you want a breakthrough in your finances, Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus right now. God, I'm just a normal human being, I'm just a man. But God, I believe that you've entrusted a call and a responsibility over my life. And even as I lay hands on each and every person, I pray for breakthrough today. I pray, come on, everyone else who's sitting down, just stand up, just stand up, and stretch your hands to these people. I pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we break everything, Father God everything that is not of you, and we declare financial freedom today in the name of Jesus. Everything that's holding back, everything that's stopping, everything that's causing a block, Father God, I declare financial freedom today in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, that they would not only, they would not only have, but they would, they would know that because we serve the God of more than enough, they would function out of a place of having more than enough. We declare breakthrough today in finances, in that job, in that business deal, Father God. Lord, we speak revival right now in the name of Jesus. We declare financial freedom in the name of Jesus. Father, your word says we will lack no good thing. And we believe, Father God, that everything that we have comes from you. We believe, Lord, your word which says that every good gift comes from above from the Father of lights. God, we just pray, Father God. We pray and we speak breakthrough, Father God, right now. Breakthrough in jobs, in promotions, in bonuses, in salary increases, in business. Lord, in finances that have been stuck, we declare breakthrough. We declare breakthrough, Father. We pray that you'd cause chaos and confusion to to take place in the enemy camp that what the enemy is trying to rob, Father God, we pray for chaos and confusion, and we say no more in the name of Jesus. Financial freedom in the name of Jesus. Financial freedom in the name of Jesus. We say no more in the name of Jesus. Everything that is stuck, Father God, you would break down, Father God, and you would cause it to move freely in the name of Jesus. We declare no more, we pray, Father God, financial freedom, financial freedom, breakthrough and victory. We believe that everything we have comes from You. And Lord, even, and we believe, Lord, that just as it doesn't stop coming from You, on earth, You would release what is in heaven, You would release on earth. Financial blessing, abundance. Oh God, we just declare financial freedom, Father God. Financial Financial freedom. Financial freedom. Financial freedom. Financial freedom. One second God, every job that's not come will come in the name of Jesus every promotion that's not come will come in the name of Jesus every business deal that's not come will come in the name of Jesus everything that has been... every every desire concerning finances will come through the name of Jesus will come through the name of Jesus we declare financial freedom we declare financial freedom father God financial experience Father God for businesses to prosper for profit upon profit Lord we pray for profit upon profit Father God, success upon success that each and every person would see more and more and more and more and more than they've ever seen Father God, not from a place of greed, but from a place of trusting and believing that if my God is for me who can be against me Even as we sing this song, Father God, prophetically, to prepare the way. In faith, we declare, Father God, that you are preparing a way for each and every person. For each and every person. You are preparing a way for each and every person to live and walk in financial freedom. To live and walk in breakthrough. To live and walk on break, from miracle upon miracle. We come We're ready for Yes. We're ready We're ready, God. We're ready. We're ready, Paul Open the heavens. Open the heavens. Open the heavens. Open the heavens. Heaven on earth Come Holy Spirit Awaken your church God we thank you What we've prayed We believe that it's going to happen What we've prayed What we've declared We believe that it's going to happen In the name of Jesus We believe it's going to happen In the name of Jesus And as we've declared it in the spirit We're gonna see a manifestation of it in the natural. Jobs that were not there right now are gonna be there in the name of Jesus. Promotions that were due to you that did not come is gonna happen in the name of Jesus. Payments that were blocked will be unblocked and released in the name of Jesus. Salary increases that people have been waiting for so long will be increased in the name of Jesus. Everything concerning your finances will be done for you by God. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Amen. Give God a clap offering. Amen, amen.